Hey, I'm Maurice. As a barber, you might think my scissors are my main tool, but really, it's Metro. That's where I got my iPhone 7. Its camera makes sharing my cuts as simple as snip, snap, share. Right now, get an iPhone 7 with a camera that shoots 4K for just $49.99 when you switch to the number one brand in prepaid. Metro by T-Mobile. Rule your day. Requires port in eligible number not currently active on T-Mobile network or active on Metro in past 90 days and verification of ID and independent database. Limit four per account slash household. 32 gigabyte iPhone 7 model only. No tethering. See store for details and terms and conditions. It's time once again for another episode of Kids Business Radio, broadcasting live from the Pro Business Channel studio in Atlanta. And here's your host, Dirk Ebner. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the October edition of Kids Business Expo here at the Pro Business Network radio station, or Pro Business Channel, sorry. Uh, welcome, everybody, to be here. It's great to have everybody on board, and uh, we love to uh, have a very interactive um, radio show today. We have actually two guests that are uh, not even in Atlanta, they're in Delaware. So, so <laughs> thanks for technology bringing everybody together. Um, I think it's the first, no, it's actually the second time that we are doing this, Rachel, right? Yeah, I think we had uh, a couple episodes ago, some folks call in um, and uh, be on the show. So uh... Celebrate the big 2020 with T-Mobile. Switch now and get two lines for just 90 bucks and two new iPhone 11s on us. So you can take a portrait built for two with the ultra-wide camera. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, cute. Hurry in to T-Mobile and get two lines for 90 bucks and two iPhone 11s on us with qualifying trade-ins. Via 24 credits for well-qualified buyers with auto pay, plus taxes and fees. If you cancel before receiving 24 credits, you may owe up to the full value of your device of $699.99. Contact us. Qualifying port ins and finance agreements required. Um, I mean, that's the beauty of the world and the <laughs> age we're living in, right? Is that sure uh, is. from uh, here in our beautiful uh, Pro Business Channel studios in Atlanta, in the Buckhead uh, area of Atlanta, and on Kids Business Radio, but broadcasting worldwide. I know we've, there's been a lot of social media activity already um, uh from here and parts beyond, and just maybe a couple of, um, a moment or two about Kids Business, Kids Business Radio, the Expo, before we introduce and get underway with our guests. Yeah, that would be great. Um, you know, Kids Business Expo really is, um, was this year in February a great success from my point of view. We had oh, yeah. a, uh, we had over 800 attendees, wow. batched attendees from 21 states around the country. Uh, we had some from Canada and definitely some from abroad as well. And as we grow uh, Kids Business Expo for next year, by the way, mark your calendar, October 15, 2016 is the date for Kids Business Expo 2016, uh, again at the Galleria here in Atlanta. Um, but as we grow, I definitely see uh, a lot of interest coming in from overseas. I was, uh, I was just in a conversation this week with a group, uh, education and entrepreneurship group in Nigeria. Really, uh, that uh, are reaching out and they're trying to get involved in you know entrepreneurship for youth, and uh, that shows me that the mission and the vision of Kids Business Expo is definitely something that is making ground and that is expanding, and we see a lot of uh, interest in that. And the the beauty of the media partnership is allows you uh, with the monthly broadcast of the Kids Business Radio to kind of uh, get the word out about the expo coming up. And uh, speak to those folks that are interested in uh, vendors or partnerships, obviously attendees, and most importantly, those up-and-coming entrepreneurs. Exactly. What we want to do is we want to really create, like you said, a platform for bringing all different groups in. And I believe that if we are having a very wide spectrum of audience, then it will allow everybody to sort of find an interest spot in this radio show. And that's what really Kids Business Radio is doing. We really want to build a presence uh, as a platform for young entrepreneurs because they all have brilliant ideas. They have these nice businesses oh, yeah. going. You know, last September we had these uh, young ladies on on the radio show. They started their first business when they were six, seven, and their sister, eight years old, you know. That's right. And they were um, uh, from not Venezuela. We're but Col- we're, Colombia. Colombia, yeah. It was a bit of an international show because you had awesome, some folks yeah. in here from um, – uh, what was the other country? Cesar was from Colombia. Yeah. Uh, and the uh, two young girls were from Colombia as right. well. And then, of course, uh, we have the German here on the air, like me. <laughs> right, know, exactly. Speaking yeah. my German so, southern accent. <laughs> International Business Radio. <laughs> so we're going to j- jump into our guests in just a moment. Before we do so, um, we'll chat at the uh, as we wrap up the yes. show, a little bit more details about the expo. But Correct. let folks know about... Um, 
the website for the radio show and the expo and a uh, point of contact and all that good stuff? Yeah, good. Uh, radio show is on kidsbusinessradio.com. Um, that's where the radio show is, and you can definitely listen to it afterwards. We put the content out. Uh, we have kidsbusinessexpo.com as the contact for that. And if you want to reach out to me personally, uh, you can reach me by phone at 404-735-5646. And uh, always can reach me at info at kidsbusinessexpo.com. This is sort of the short version of the contact. Absolutely. All right. So um, let's get underway and All find right. out uh, who's joining us on the show. We have two very interesting guests today. We have Julie Friskwick uh, here from uh, Delaware. She is with the University of Delaware, and she is uh, involved with a program there, which we will go into in a minute or two. And then we have... Uh, Shreyas Parab, hopefully I uh, pronounced it uh, as close as possible, um, and he has been uh, very involved in numerous inter entrepreneurship activities, and I will read his bio in a few minutes, but I wanted to start off with Julie, uh, and Julie and Shreyas uh, both reached out to me at one point a few weeks ago and wanted to uh, really get uh, learn more about Kids Business Expo, and uh, she is with the University of Delaware H-O-R-N uh, program uh, in Entrepreneurship Diamond Challenge. Uh, that's the company name that she has. Uh, and she has a background in marketing and international business and a passion for all things sustainable and healthy. Uh, Julie is always pursuing solutions to the most pressing local and international program problems. And that's, you know, really what Kids Business Expo is looking for as well as the international reach. Starting her career in the corporate world uh, of consumer goods, Julie began to slowly move towards social impact leadership roles. From 2011 to 2013, she served with the Peace Corps as a small uh, enterprise development volunteer in the Republic of Moldova. Julie now lives in Delaware and is the external programs coordinator at the Venture Development Center home of the University of Delaware Horn Program in Entrepreneurship, where she directs the Paul and Linda McConnell Youth Inter Initiative. Under her leadership, the program has grown from two states and two countries to include more than a 1,000 students from five states and six countries annually. Julie holds a uh, BS in Marketing and International Business from Drexel University and is currently pursuing her Master's Entrepreneurship and Design at the University of Delaware. So welcome, Julie, to the show. Thanks so much, Dirk. Uh, that's a lot of information in that bio. It's amazing to see how you have been so involved in uh, entrepreneurship in not only the U.S., but countries all around the world. So uh, you know, why is entrepreneurship and education for our youth? Tell us about that. Right. Well, we really see entrepreneurship education as an imperative for youth more so than ever before in history, um, just because we see how quickly the world around us is changing. So um, we give a lot of examples around, around this, especially in technology. Um, most relevant and that, that young people really seem to understand is an example of Uber um, or, or Airbnb, these companies that have come in and just completely disrupted industries and have shifted uh, the types of jobs that are needed. So here we are as educators and really, you know, our role is to empower our students to be successful in the world. And when we see that the world is rapidly changing, it can become a little bit tricky to figure out which skills are actually going to be needed in five years, 10 years, 20 years from now. Um, and so we see entrepreneurship education and instilling the entrepreneurial mindset and teaching the process as something that will be applicable across any industry, any field, um, and just a valuable skill set that would make a student be able to, as we say, either take a job um, and be innovative for another company or organization or to make their own job and create their own path. Now, what has the, what, what's the growth pattern that you have seen over the, let's say, like last three years in the entrepreneurship and what, what the students are bringing to the plate? Are they more educated about entrepreneurship today than they were three years ago? What's the trend on that? That's a great question. Um, 
I think that the landscape of entrepreneurship is absolutely evolving and that um, people are starting to understand that there is actually a difference between something that we might consider small business management um, versus entrepreneurship. So I think traditionally the two were kind of lumped together and we were seeing a lot of concepts coming out from students that were essentially, you know, a business that already existed, but putting it into their town or making it work at their school. Um, small examples being a cupcake shop or a coffee shop. Whereas we're really trying to show that entrepreneurship is thinking of new ways of doing things. So an entrepreneurial endeavor isn't always necessarily a business. It could be a, um, a social enterprise, a nonprofit. It could be a campaign, um, a policy change. Any, anything that you um, are, we, we say that the definition of entrepreneurship here at the Horn Program, it's very broad. It's the process of creating, delivering, and capturing value from new ideas. And uh, so when the students are coming to you with a new idea, how do you um, help them to move forward with that? Right. So we have created a curriculum um, that is very much sort of a, a watered-down or shortened version of what we teach at the university. So mm -hmm. we do offer a Bachelor in Entrepreneurship and Technology Innovation here mm -hmm. at the University of Delaware. And what it does is it teaches you to, you know, kind of, we call it building a business like a scientist or evidence-based entrepreneurship. So really showing students that, you know, no matter what they're doing in starting a business or starting an enterprise, it's always needs to be solving a problem. And that problem could be a customer problem, it could be a societal problem, but they need to be adding value to people's lives or to um, any sort of ecosystem. Um, once they realize that they're solving a problem and that they have you know, a potential solution, and coming to that potential solution is actually another part of the process, so that's the ideation process. Mm -hmm. or. Um, coming up with as many possible solutions as possible. And that is another skill set that is really important because we do learn about brainstorming, but oftentimes young people, when they are around their peers or when they're around their educators, will filter themselves. And they won't necessarily share all their ideas because they're afraid um, that maybe it's not smart or, you know, that it's, it's a dumb idea, essentially. Mm -hmm. um, so we really teach, you know, getting it all out there, every possible idea, no judgment. This is called divergent thinking. And then you go back to those ideas, and then you start judging. And then you start crossing out, okay, maybe this one isn't the best. And you get a handful, maybe two, three great ideas, great solutions, and you move into the next step of the process, and that's validating those ideas. Now, so it really does, I'm sorry, it goes back go, to like no. that scientific method of having a theory, testing it. One of the things that I have seen, and I go in a lot of the high schools, you know, I talk about entrepreneurship, I, we talk about career opportunities, uh, not only purely through college, but also through entrepreneurship, because it's out there, not everybody is college bound, right? Uh, but what right. I see is that a lot of the students that are coming uh, in contact with me, they are tech entrepreneur focused. They really want to mm -hmm. develop this new technology or come up with a business that will solve the latest, uh, the newest problems in technology. But where do you see is sort of the ratio between tech, service, and product entrepreneurship? Right. So that's also a great question. Um, so Shreyas, who everyone's going to be meeting soon, um, won the Diamond Challenge last year with a tech product, mm -hmm. let's say. Um, and we are seeing a shift in that direction where we're seeing more and more students coming up with ideas for apps, ideas for software. Mm -hmm. um, however, there are other competitions, let's say, out there that do offer, um, you know, tracks focused just on technology. Right. And we're really wanting to keep the Diamond Challenge as something that is very broad that you could bring any, um, pro whether it's a product, service, or technology-based um, solution to the, to the playing field, essentially, because that's the way the world really is. Um, but there certainly is going to be that trend towards technology. Right. Now, can you tell me a little bit about the difference that you see in, in, in social and traditional entrepreneurship? Where, where do you see a difference? What, what's your definition on both of them? 
Great, yeah. So essentially that definition of entrepreneurship as being the process of creating, delivering, and capturing value from new ideas, um, that's traditionally, you know, entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Social entrepreneurship would be the same definition with the reason behind it being to solve a societal issue or a um, more of a beneficiary problem. So examples I usually give, you know, if I'm going to be a traditional entrepreneur and I am trying to solve a customer problem, and that customer problem could be as wide of a range as there aren't enough purple patent leather high heel shoes at the stores, (laughs) right? There's all, all of a sudden all these women want purple patent leather high heel shoes and nobody's making them. Um, or it could be all the way over to uh, an accounting firm whose software isn't turning around certain data fast enough. Those are both customer problems, and those both would require the traditional entrepreneurial role of how can we solve this in a way that is um, creating value and delivering value to the customer. Where social entrepreneurship is going to come at that from a different direction, it's going to say there's a, um, a societal problem. So whether that's something, we call them wicked problems, hunger, poverty, the deterioration of the environment, Um, if those are the problems that a person is really wanting to solve, then they go through the same process as an entrepreneur. They still have to come up with possible solutions, validate which is the best solution, but they're delivering that value not only to a customer but to a beneficiary. So someone who may not be paying for them to do this, or they may have both. So Tom's Shoes is a great example we use a lot because students are familiar with Tom's Shoes, where uh, the founder, Blake McCoskey, you know, he had paying customers here in the United States, and then he had beneficiaries in these other um, international locations who were receiving the shoes for free. Now, I feel a lot of passion in that, what, you, what you're telling us from an entrepreneurship uh, perspective where is that passion coming from? What is your background? What what drives you into entrepreneurship? You know, I, I I think you read it in the bio that I started in the corporate world, and I really saw how things are super super globalized. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the company I was working for, we were sourcing you know our products from China, and um, I just started to see the, that the whole world. Not was not necessarily all getting the same opportunities. Um, I recognize that brilliance and, and great ideas are really everywhere, but the opportunity's not. Um, but that that's changing so quickly, and it's really an exciting time that we live in. Um, I think also I see entrepreneurship and and being able to take your ideas from inside your heart and inside your mind and making them something reality in the world is probably amongst the most gratifying um, experiences a person could have. Um, So I feel super passionate about it in that sense of the creation standpoint, but then also looking at uh, the trends that that I mentioned before of the world changing so quickly and really not knowing what jobs are going to be out there. Um, I I really want to see, you know, people my age, people, and certainly the people... um, that are going through middle school, high school, college right now, thriving in, in this world. Um, and, and if that requires that they have to start something on their own, um, then we certainly want to make sure that they're equipped for it. Now, what I saw at Kids Business Expo was that the young generation, the uh, elementary to middle school, really were all in. You know, they really were going at Kids Business Expo to learn about entrepreneurship opportunities. So the the program that you're working on, the Diamond Challenge, how how was that how was it developed and what was the reason for it to be developed? Because there is a reason for everything going on like this. So what what was it for for the Diamond Challenge? So the Diamond Challenge was conceived at the exact same time that this um, the Horn program and entrepreneurship came about here at the University of Delaware. Mm-hmm. And the founding director, Dan Freeman, a professor here, uh, as soon as he kind of took the reins and, and got this program rolling, knew we need to also be give, like, imparting this information onto the younger generations. Um, so he formed a committee of different stakeholders from around the state and brainstormed together and 
came up with this concept of let's do a, a business concept competition for high school students. Yeah. Um, we'll take what we're teaching at the college level, we'll build um, a video curriculum online so that anyone, anywhere can watch it, and then those who are able to travel to our pitch sites and participate in the program will. So that was sort of how the program worked for the first three years. Um, I kind of weaving back into my background, you had mentioned I was a Peace Corps volunteer in yes. the Republic of Moldova and had been in touch serendipitously with someone here at the Horn Program. <laughs> and um, they asked, you know, you're working on enterprise um, development there. Do you think the high school students in Moldova would benefit from participation in the Diamond Challenge? And they were currently also doing a pitch site in Kenya. So. I went around to some nonprofits in, in Moldova, asked if they were interested. They said yes. So we, um, in 2014, held a Diamond Challenge um, competition in Moldova as well. So it's been going on. This is going to the fourth year. And really the purpose is to just plant that seed at that age as students are really starting to figure out, okay, what's the first step? towards the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. um, so whether that is higher education or it is, you know, blazing into your own entrepreneurial path, we certainly feel a responsibility to, to, to lay out sort of the, the different pathways that are available. I see that when I read a lot of the information, because I, you know, work also in the international business arena, uh, I see a lot of new emerging markets coming up. Um, when you have these competitions in these markets uh, or in these countries, what are sort of the uh, obstacles these young entrepreneurs have to overcome in order to get the business started? Because, um, you know, it's, it's uh, tenfold more expensive to start a business, for example, in India than it is here in the United States. When you want to launch a business in, for example, Germany, you have to overcome many more legal issues than you would have here in the United States. And there are a lot of differences and hurdles and challenges in so many different countries. Uh, so how do, you, how do you help these kids and these young entrepreneurs in these countries, Ken, Kenya and Moldova, to, to find a, a solution to some of the problems? And what are their local problems? Right. So we're very lucky to have partners that we work with in those countries who really take the leadership role. Um, they use our curriculum. They use our process. Um, and they source their own mentors, their own judges. They hold training sessions that are um, relevant to their communities. And so they're really getting... Um, not only the state-of-the-art entrepreneurial education, but they're also hearing from people in their own countries and communities who have succeeded in this pathway in one way or another. Um, the challenges are many, so they're, and they're different in each country. Mm -hmm. uh, Moldova is a former Soviet uh, republic, so the communism um, is still very much in the minds of the older generation there. So a lot of times a young person would share an idea and it will very quickly be, oh, no, you'll never, <laughs> you'll never be able to do that. So they have to overcome the mental blocks. Um, in Kenya, it's another story. There, it, there seems to be a really um, huge amount of energy behind entrepreneurial activity and, and opportunity and seeing so much growth so quickly, especially um, in Nairobi, the capital there, and the students, we've noticed, tend to come up with more social enterprises than not. Okay. Um, but in both of those places, just like we've seen with the trend here, we, we've been seeing more and more apps and software development as, as their solutions. So I find that very interesting because, like you just said, Dirk, in, in some of these countries, it's so expensive um, to launch something like a restaurant or anything that would take a lot of capital investment. But to make an app, you just really need to, you do need to have a phone or a laptop or something, but you need to have those programming skills. And that is something that can be acquired relatively inexpensively. So uh, can you give us uh, one success story that sort of stood out over the years when you are talking about these countries? Because I'm sure that our listeners would love to hear one of those stories where 
somebody was really in a country that had these or has these challenges, but turned around and, and had this, uh, this super, super successful business? Well, I don't know if we've had any super, super successful businesses yet, but I think in the years to come, we'll see that more as the students, um, you know, grow up a little bit and get out into the world a little bit more. But one example would be, so there's a boys' school in Kenya that has been participating since the beginning, mm -hmm. and they had a team, um, some of the students were of different grade levels, and they had come up with a concept to take human waste um, in latrines that are throughout all the, a lot of the villages there and make it into charcoal. Wow. Because that's how people in Kenya, yeah. a lot of times, they warm their homes, they use their stoves, um, they don't have other um, fuels. So what they do in Kenya is there's tr these certain trees that people will cut down and burn down to make charcoal. Mm -hmm. And it's really harming the environment, mm -hmm. first of all, because they're cutting down a ton of these trees, and then um, the charcoal is also not cheap. So they thought, well, let's you know take this other thing that is waste, literally, right. but make it into a, a valuable product. So uh, Dan Freeman and I had the opportunity this summer to go to Kenya and meet these students and, and meet a lot of the different teachers and students participating in the program. And um, one of the boys from that team has already graduated from high school and is studying at a university in the capital. And he came back to the school to meet us and told us that he's still wow. pursuing um, the concept. So he's he's hitting the ground hard, and, and we're keeping track of what he's doing. So it's pretty exciting. Yeah, that is super exciting. So how can someone become involved in the Diamond Challenge program, and and how? Uh, so, um, and who, of yeah. course. <laughs> so anyone, the, the Diamond Challenge this year is open to any teenager in high school, anywhere in the world. Uh, we have virtual tracks in both the business concept competition and the social venture competition. All you have to do is go onto our website, it's diamondchallenge.org, and explore the different curriculum. There's a curriculum called Ideas to Action, which correlates with the business concept, and a curriculum called uh, Venturing for Good, which correlates with the social venture competition. And sort of figure out what you want to do. You need to have a team of two to four students and one adult. That adult could be a teacher, a parent, or some other community leader. Okay. And just simply register by November 30th. Uh, the concept, you'll have to submit a written concept and your video pitch, Ooh. and those are due by January 18th. And then if you make it to the semifinal round, you'll be either invited to low, um, have your video online voted for the okay. social venture competition or for the business concept competition, you'll actually be brought here to, to Newark for the Youth Entrepreneurship Summit and the final round in April. Well, that's really, really cool. Now, you will have someone in the room with you on uh, Speaker Shreyas uh, Parab, and let me read his bio real quick and then bring him into the discussion because I really want to get his uh, input on entrepreneurship and want to really get as much feedback from him as I can. So uh, Shreyas uh, is a two-time Scripps B competitor, featured in several news outlets in the country like CNN, delivered three TETS talks, and has won thousands of dollars in prizes and scholarships for his entrepreneurial skills, including taking home the first place prize in the 2015 Diamond Challenge for high school entrepreneurs. So uh, talking about entrepreneurship and the Diamond Challenge, he is a first-hand exp expert on that and, you know, as a winner of that. So welcome to the show, Treyas. Uh, having you here is uh, is great. And uh, how did you get involved with the entrepreneurship? I mean, you don't just wake up one morning and say, I want to become an entrepreneur, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess um, it's, it's a seed that's been in my mind, I guess, uh, for a long time now. I mean, it's like you said, Mr. Ebner, it's not just one day I woke up and was like, hey, I want to be an entrepreneur, I want to start a business. It kind of started, you know, the, the seed started planting a, a long time ago. I mean, for example, um, I saw some of the problems my parents faced when they came to this country. Um, you know, uh, in America, the traditional American dream a long time ago was, hey, come to America, you know, get a good job, get a good stable job, and, you know, work, work, uh, work as hard as you can. 
But now the, the dream is kind of shifting. Now uh, kids like me, teenagers, they don't just want to live the American dream. They want to create their own. And uh, that's kind of where I started, you know, uh, really got into entrepreneurship was that, you know, I have the power to control my own destiny, that I can have the power to create my own dream. And uh, that's really where my uh, entrepreneurial, uh, um, I guess, initiative started to take place. Now, when you when you get into this, uh, you start with a program, you start with a product, and, and you had a very specific product. So tell me about the current business, Novel Ties, because this is like, it really caught my attention. And how did you start yeah, this? So, you know? um, I used to go to a school where I could wear whatever I wanted, right? I could right. wear... Heck, I could even wear pajamas to school if I really wanted to, and no one would uh, bat an eye. But then I, I started, uh, I moved to a new school, uh, Archbear Academy, uh, which, you know, has a, it's a private school that makes you wear a uniform. Mm -hmm. And so I, a problem I faced every single day was getting up wearing a tie and a dress shirt and khakis to school every single day. You know, in the corporate world and, you know, most jobs, you have to wear a tie and a dress suit every single day, right? Right, correct. And um, I, I, it, was, it was not a fun time. I mean, we're, we're teenagers, right? We want to, you know, we want to wear fun things. We want to really show our creativity. <laughs> and uh, it, was that, it was a problem I saw that many students had. And so I thought, why not, why not be the one to address it? I mean, you can see a hundred problems in your daily life. But if you choose one, you can really solve it. And uh, that was a problem I, I decided to tackle. And it's not like my problem was, you know, going to revolutionize the world. But it did make people's lives easier. It did make people's lives better. And uh, that's kind of why I decided to create Novel Ties. Well, it's, uh, I, I looked up the ties, and they're really, really interesting. But what you told me at one point in time, you, uh, you were traveling, right? And you had a... Tell me about that travel experience that you told me about with your ties and uh, who you introduced your ties to. <laughs> yeah, um, so uh, a few weeks ago, believe it or not, um, uh, we flew down to Bentonville, Arkansas, which is the home of a company most people are familiar with. It's called Walmart and Sam's Club. It's, um, they're two huge companies, and um, if you're familiar with them, have you know, a huge um, honor in the retail space. And so we flew down there where we got to meet with top executives at Sam's Club. And we even got to meet the CEO of Sam's Club and Walmart. And um, we got training from their companies. We, you know, we learned a lot about who they are, what they like to do. And um, I mean, heck, we have the CEO of Walmart and Sam's Club wearing our ties. We have their kids wearing our ties. Um, and we have, <laughs> we got a lot uh, done in that uh, in those few days that we were there, and we even uh, recently had a press release done on the Walmart blog, which has you know viewership in the thousands uh, because it is an international company, um, and we announced that we're going to be doing pop-up stores in Sam's Clubs uh, in the local area with my company Novel Tie um, selling our ties in Sam's Clubs. So well, that's we're a, really excited about that's that. That's a huge achievement. I mean, that's that's what you know an entrepreneur dreams about, and I always say entrepreneurship doesn't come with an H uh, sticker. It's you know eight to eighty. You can be at any given point in time. You can become an entrepreneur. But your story is so amazing that you know that at at a young age you were able to accomplish and achieve this, make a difference in your school. But also, I think you uh, you had to open up your suitcase and show the fifty ties, right? At one point in time, with uh, when you were traveling. Yeah. Um... Turns out uh, the, the TSA, when I, we were traveling to Arkansas, they were kind of wondering why I had a travel-on filled with about 50 ties. Um, that kind of raised them. They were just so curious. I mean, I got pulled to the side, and, and, I mean, the TSA agent was commenting on the ties. I mean, I asked for some feedback, and he was really willing to give it. I mean, in fact, we're really thinking of launching a new color in the stud muffin tie because of that TSA agent. Um, so... Well, so so what's the uh, what's the next step with uh, Walmart and Sam's Club, if you don't mind asking? Uh, yeah, so we're going to be in uh, a few of their pop-ups. Uh, we're going to have, um, if you're familiar with Sam's Club, they have something called a, a road show where they take in small businesses, uh, you know, uh, kind of people who normally they, they don't get to um, really, um, I guess, showcase, right? Uh, because, again, they have so many consumers that, you know, just want, come to their stores for the things they need. 
but uh, Sam's Club has this initiative called the Roadshow Events, where they kind of showcase those um, those companies and those products that consumers don't normally get to see every day. And uh, you know, I like to think that novelties are things consumers usually don't get a chance to see in their daily lives. And so we're going to have um, kind of a stand or um, um, I guess a location at Sam's Club where we're going to have special space where you know, me and my uh, salesman can uh, stand in front and kind of show consumers what Novelty is, you know, why Novelty is so special, you know, what makes it a product that you need to get for your student or, you know, your child or even yourself. Now, when I listen to your story, when I listen to what you share with all of us here in the last couple of minutes, um, the question a lot of high school students and middle school students will come up is, you know, what, what? How can I do this? So, what is the advice that you will give these these teens, these kids, uh, how to start a business and and get it into a direction that you're taking with yours right now? Well, definitely, I think one thing I know Miss Friedrich mentioned that in in this in the beginning is that you know, entrepreneurship is delivering some, a new idea and doing it in a creative way, right? And now most teens nowadays, you know, we hear about uh, companies like Google, you know. Of Uber, right? And we always think, oh, you know, my idea of selling ties is just—it's not—it's not a, a billion-dollar company, right? And um, sometimes we just filter ourselves. I think Miss Friesrick said, "Filter ourselves," right? And um, I, I highly disagree. I mean, I like to think that I'm doing well, and I'm just selling fun, unique ties. I mean, <laughs> I'm not curing cancer, right? But once once you have an idea, right? You have you see a problem you want to address, whether it's a a business or a social venture, right? You see a problem and you figure out, I want, I want to be the one to address it. I want to ignite that change in, in my world, right? And so you, you look around and you see, hey, you know, what are some steps I can take now? Um, because when you look around, there are hundreds of people who will be willing to help you. And for me, um, that program or that person that was willing to help me was the Diamond Challenge. And I came to the Diamond Challenge and said, hey, I have an idea and I want to take it to that next level, right? And so I went through the curriculum they had. I mean, they really have a good program. Um, I, again, I, I'm mostly interested in science and math, to be honest. And I never thought business would be kind of, you know, something, a venture, um, a path I could go down. But the Diamond Challenge put it in a way that I understood, science. Uh, they liken it to, I think, the scientific method, right? And uh, they, we went through these steps, this curriculum, and I really understood how to take my idea and turn it into a business, um, because there's a, you know, a huge distinction, um, I'm sure that you know of, between um, an idea and a business. <laughs> an idea is something that you can think of, right? Anyone can think of an idea, but it takes that next step, that entrepreneurial spirit in you to make it into a business, to take it to a venture. And I think uh, by connecting myself to the Diamond Challenge, by going through all these resources they have for you, I was really able to take my idea and take it to a business level. Um, and it's not just the Diamond Challenge. Um, I mean, what you guys are doing in uh, Atlanta, Georgia, is very similar. I mean, you guys are helping teenagers, teens, middle school and high schoolers realize that the ideas they have can really make a difference and taking it into an idea, into a business. And um, so I connected myself and I participated in the Diamond Challenge. And that, um, that really took um, you know, that idea I had into a business venture. So I highly encourage teens to find, you know, whether it's the Diamond Challenge, the Kids Business Expo, there are hundreds of business owners in your local area. If you look around in your city, in your town, there are hundreds of people who are doing things that you want to do. And you just have to, a simple email, and I, I guarantee it, there are hundreds of people willing to help you. So you just have to find them. I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned this because that's one of the things when I speak or when I meet with business owners that are, you know, interested and open to Kids Business Expo and to ideas of Kids Business Expo. I always encourage them to become mentors. They should really reach out to students like yourself and to the schools and get involved because what it takes for a young entrepreneur who is really out there wanting to make a difference in so many different ways, it often starts that they want to make a difference for themselves, but also the next step is the family that will make a difference too. And so what my hope always is that an entrepreneur 
will find a mentor and that should be really someone you know who has a business leader role or has a business and can really encourage these children but at the same time also help them to avoid making mistakes and i think that when you what you said you know it's just a question of asking um, you know, the, the Kids Business Expo this year had uh, a, a very, very, very uh, interesting keynote speaker, Marcus Lemonis, who is uh, going back on the air. I think it's October 28th, isn't it, Greg? Is that correct? Yeah, 28th. Uh, he's coming back on with The Profit, and I'm encouraging everybody to watch The Profit because it really tells you how to get into the business. He, Marcus really teaches people uh, how to get their business back on track. And so Marcus, Marcus Limones was the keynote speaker at Kids Business Expo, and it really all started with a tweet. I reached out, and, you know, I just asked him. I just told him that, you know, here's the opportunity. Uh, could you please take a look at Kids Business Expo? And he immediately started to say, you know, tell me more about it. And all of a sudden he was there as the keynote speaker. And unless you ask, you will not get an answer. You will never find out. Um, and, you know, yes, you might get a no, but at the same time, at least you know where you're heading. And so when I'm looking at what you have accomplished over these, over these uh, you know, years in entrepreneurship, what is the most exciting moment of your entrepreneurship journey? Where do you look back and say, this was it, this is, this is it? Um, I, I think um, kind of the, 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 the moment, you know, that, that entrepreneurial journey really peaked for me. And I, I mean, again... I, I say peak, but it, it can keep on growing. I mean, I, I have no idea, right? Um, so one of the things was when we went down to Walmart and Sam's Club, right? Um, we we got to go to a few of their meet, you know, their top executive, very, you know, I guess very high level meetings that normally people would not go to, right? And um, it was when I, I got a chance to meet the CEO of Walmart, uh, the CEO of Sam's Club. I mean, these are people normally. You know, high schoolers, they don't get a chance to meet. And, um, yes. you know, my, my parents said to me, they said, Shreyas, it's because of, you know, you, your ties, that we're getting a chance to meet the CEO of Walmart, the CEO of Sam's Club. I mean, you know, normally high schools don't get a chance to do this. And, I mean, adults don't get the, a chance to do this. And <laughs> yes, um, that's correct. It was in that moment I realized that, you know, some of the things that I've gotten to do that I'm very lucky to get a chance to do, um, it's something that, I mean, even uh, teachers at my school, they say, you know, Shreyas, you get a chance to do all these great things that normally high schoolers, we've never seen high schoolers who get a chance to do this. And that was the moment I started to realize, you know, what I really get a chance to do, it's a blessing. I'm really lucky and fortunate enough to, um, to be able to meet people like that or to get a chance to, to make people smile when they see my ties. It's those moments that I really cherish, and that's when I know that what I'm doing really does help me, and it really does make a difference in uh, other people's daily lives. So you also, and I read it in your bio, you also had the opportunity to be on stage at TED Talks, which is, you yeah. know, from my point of view, um, I, I love these type of uh, the videos and the, the advice that they give. How was that? How was that experience to get up on stage uh, you know, at a relatively young age and have that opportunity for, I don't know, how long was your speech on that? Uh, eight minutes? Yeah, eight, eight minutes. minutes. Okay, so how was that? Well, well, tell me about that. Share that with me. Well, um, I mean, when I, I mean, for example, I was at a conference uh, last week, right? And I'm always the youngest kid there. I'm the only kid there. I mean, <laughs> the age difference between me and most of these other uh, people is like, 20, 25 years, um, and so when I went to the conference, um, they, they had, they, most people did not know I was a speaker, and then they open up the program and they say, hey, that's that kid sitting right over there, <laughs> and um, it, it's always funny to me because most kids have no idea that, um, that, you know, they introduce me, they read my bio, and then at the end they say, and he's only 14, or at the time 13, and he's only 13 years old, and uh, all these, all the people are just they're amazed, they're just shocked. And then I go up on a stage and um, I constantly feel, you know, that I have to prove to them that it does not matter how old I am, that it does not matter, you know, whatever accomplishments I have, that in that moment, they regard me as they would any, any other adult or anyone else. Because, um, and I feel like kids constantly have to prove that. And I make it a goal that every time I go on stage, whether it be at TEDx or 
um, at any uh, award ceremonies that I get a chance to speak at, I, I try and prove myself. I try and prove that, not just prove myself, but prove to the adults in the room that, hey, just because I'm 14, just because I'm 13, that doesn't mean that I can't speak as well or that I can't present just as well as uh, any adult in the room. And um, through TEDx, um, I've gotten a chance to really uh, spread my ideas and kind of uh, show, show many, many adults um, across the, the, the country that, you know, it doesn't matter how old you are, you can ignite a change, you can be the change you wish to see in the world, as Gandhi puts it. So what's, what's your next step? What, what, are, what are your goals in the next, let's say, you know, two years? Where, where do you want to be? Um, I mean, I, I, you know, two years from today, or two years ago from today, I, I was thinking I would be in a completely different place than I thought. I, would just, I thought I would just be a high school student, you know, trying to, you know, have a social life, uh, play sports, and maintain good grades, right? Um, but two years uh, now, I mean, I, I see so much has changed from what I thought would, where I would be. Right. And um, two years from now, I mean, I like to think that there's no limit to where I can be or, you know, where I, um, where I want to be because, um, as you know, entrepreneurs, they never limit themselves because suddenly they think they're going to be at point A and then they end up being at point B. And that's where a growing trend I've seen with, you know, many entrepreneurs is, we have no idea where we're going to be in the next two years, but I hope um, in the next two years that um, you know I'll be a senior in co uh, high school. So I'll figure out you know where I want to what I want to do for the rest of my life. You know whether it's entrepreneurship or um, whether it's you know making a difference in in my life and the lives of others through a different um, through a different uh, pathway. But I, I know one thing I know for sure: in two years, I want to make sure that I stay true to who I am, to where I come from. You know kind of why I started doing the things I do, I don't want to forget that. I don't want to forget, you know, um, why, why I want to help people, why I want to make a difference. I mean, those kinds, the, the background that I come from, the reason I do what I do, I don't want to forget that. I don't want to forget all those people like the Diamond, I don't want to forget those programs like the Diamond Challenge. I don't want to forget, you know, Miss Frieswick, who helped me through all, you know, all my ventures. I don't want to forget that. Um, because they've been so fundamental in me getting where I am today, and and in two years I don't want to forget those people. Now you made the perfect. Um, so that's, Go ahead. Uh, that's really uh, that's really what I hope to have in two years is not forget where I come from and why I do the things I do. Now you built the perfect bridge because I wanted to make a quick shout out here to the parents, um, the parents who support and the teachers who support all the time the dreams of the entrepreneurs. You know, if you look mm -hmm. at Kaylin, our daughters right now at a, at, you know, at a stage production at her school uh, and all the parents that are involved in giving their children opportunities, I think that this is a very, very important factor. And often we overlook that and we don't really think about who has given us the opportunity. Like you just said, you know, you don't want to forget where you're coming from. I think that's important. And uh, that speaks a lot about you and your character as, a, as an entrepreneur, but also as a, as a son uh, how important it is for you to make sure that that's recognized. So shout out to the moms and the dads who are helping our entrepreneurs to really, you know, help them to take uh, their dreams to the next level, but not only on the entrepreneurship level, but also, you know, on the community level who make a difference in the communities who are taking the kids to the ballpark and do a lot of things yeah. for them. And without the parents and the teachers, we couldn't build what we're building today, and that's, uh, that's a very important thing. So I'm thankful that you mentioned that because I think that's a very important message that we're sending out. Uh, parents are standing with their children and help them all the time to get them to the next level. You know? So I think that's great. So um, when, when you have experienced this Diamond Challenge program, give us two or three tips that kids can sort of write down and take along as they are applying for the for participation in the program. Yeah, so definitely some tips I have for the Diamond Challenge would be um, don't limit yourself and don't limit your ideas. Um, because it doesn't matter, I mean, at the Diamond Challenge, you see some really great ideas. I mean, we had ideas from manly scented candles um, all the way to a wear, wearable technology that I think will, will change everything. I mean, these, these kids are coming up with great ideas, right? And um, you think about it, 
and they definitely did not filter themselves. Manly scented candles, that is as unfiltered as you get. <laughs> you know, true. ties that say chick magnet on it, that is as unfiltered as you get. So don't limit yourself and don't limit your ideas. That would definitely be a tip I have for um, kids out there who want to participate in the Diamond Challenge. And um, another tip I think um, that I would have for students who want to you know, participate in the Diamond Challenge and pursue their entrepreneurial ventures is um, definitely open your eyes and see the amount of resources, the amount of people, the amount of uh, programs like the Diamond Challenge that are out there for you. The Diamond Challenge offers so many resources, and I say so many, and that's an understatement. They have mentors that you, you, know, you, can, you, that you can meet with that, that can help you pursue your venture. So just open your eyes and you will see hundreds of people who are willing to help you, and all you have to do is ask. Just like we said before, Mr. Ebener, all you have to do is ask. And the Diamond Challenge can pair you up with mentors, with students, and University of Delaware alumni, you know, students and alumni who are going, you know, who are learning this at a college level, who are learning this, you know, at a very high institution of education, and who can teach you these things. Um, and I would just say to those people out, the kids out there, just ask. The only, the worst thing that can happen is they say no. That's right. And the only, the best thing that can happen is, I mean, we really don't know because the best things in life. It's unthinkable what can happen. So what I want to do is I want to give our listeners the opportunity to reach out to both of you, to Julie and to you. And so uh, run down the contact way. How can people get in touch with you? So I think the best way for people to get in contact uh, with me personally would be to go to the website, www.mynoveltie.com. If you just fill out a contact form, I mean, I have dozens of people filling out that contact form and getting in touch with me. And um, it's through that I've gotten a chance, a few participants in the Diamond Challenge who want to, you know, kind of strengthen their idea. They've reached out to me and, you know, asked for help with their idea. And um, I've definitely helped out with them uh, in that regard. Um, so if you go onto my website, www.mynoveltie.com, you can reach out to me. And um, I love getting a chance to help out kids just like me because I know how important it was for me when I reached out to, you know, to um, my mentor that the Diamond Challenge gave me, how important that help was. So, uh, Miss Friesrick, I think um, you have... I'm sorry, but you're also on Twitter, on on Facebook, correct? Yeah, uh, my my, uh, Twitter handle, um, if you want to hear funny things about Napoli or just, I guess, (laughs) uh, the entrepreneurial uh, journey, you can uh, follow me at sparab18, S-P-A-R-A-B-1-8. So that's where you can... uh, uh, hit me up with the follow, as, as kids my age say. Okay, Okay, awesome. so that's what I have to say. Should I, should I tell people how to hit me up with the follow? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Julie, give us uh, your contact. <laughs> okay, so you, students can go on to diamondchallenge.org. Um, the general email for that is info at diamondchallenge.org. If you want to just send an email, I typically get to read all of those. Um, There's also a contact form on the website that I do read all of them. Um, The Diamond Challenge is on Twitter and Instagram at Diamond Challenge without the E at the end, which is really kind of annoying, but we couldn't fit. We couldn't fit it. So it's um, at Diamond Challenge without that final E on both Twitter and Instagram. Same on Facebook. Um, and then me personally, my Twitter handle is at J-U-L-I-E-W-Y-N. And um, that that word win actually means balance. Awesome. Now, <laughs> always, th- always balancing between passion and reason. <laughs> That's cool. Now, let me, let me uh, run down the deadlines again one more time for the Diamond Challenge program so that they can make a note of it, please. Sure. So these are the deadlines for students who would be participating virtually. Um, Registration is open until November 30th, and the written concepts and video pitches are due January 18th. Okay, perfect. Now, on the business concept side, if you are accepted into the semifinal round, you'll be invited to come to Newark, Delaware on for the semifinal round on April 14th, the day before our Youth Entrepreneurship Summit. And then if you're made to the semifinal round on the social venture track, 
that is a virtual round, and the top three teams will be invited to the final round on April 15th. Well, uh, we will very, stay very, very closely connected. Kids Business Expo will watch uh, very closely what the Diamond Challenge will do. And, you know, uh, I'm, I'm very thankful that you spent your Saturday morning here on the, on the air with us. Uh, it's great to have you. I think that you're doing a great job in so many different ways, making a difference in the communities, uh, teaching entrepreneurs, future entrepreneurs, uh, how to make a difference in the communities, but also for themselves and learning a lot about uh, business because a lot of businessmen that I'm talking to are telling me, you know, if I just had that opportunity 20, 30 years ago, um, it would be great. Uh, but I think that we all can make a difference. And, you know, when you are talking about these programs in countries like Kenya or Moldavia, these are things that really make a big impact on the communities. Uh, think about the program that you just mentioned where they're t making heating materials. Uh, these are things that people need, and somebody has seen a need for it and turns it into business. And I think that's what entrepreneurship is really all about, to see this and make a difference. So I encourage everybody who is listening to really take a look at the Diamond Challenge and really get involved and use the opportunities that are presented to you through programs like this. Um, you know, schools are, are creating career fairs. Um, there is a lot of things going on. Business people out there, if you... Um, want to reach out to your high schools. I know that high schools are looking for speakers. They're looking for people who are helping them at career fairs to talk about their business. So get involved. Make sure that you are creating our future business leaders here in the country. And then internationally, it's the same thing. You know, if you're listening in from around the world, and I know that we will have some people who are tweeting us afterwards from around the world, you know, make a difference in your communities because that's what entrepreneurship is all about. But one thing that I really want to encourage you is be a giver. Make sure that you give back to the community. It's not all about what you get out of it. It's what you can give in and, you know, commit to programs like this. And so, you know, we're about to close uh, this radio show again. So thank you for listening in. Thank you, Julie. Thank you, Shraz, for being here. I'm sure we'll uh, talk again off the air. Um, I want to give, uh, we've talked about deadlines, a uh, quick uh, speech about Kids Business Expo. We are starting to put out the material. So if you want to get involved in uh, the expo, become an exhibitor or a sponsor, the information will be available as of November 1 on our website, kidsbusinessexpo.com. Um, we will start putting out the registration information for attendees uh, around about the 15th of November. So uh, stay tuned for all the things that are happening with Kids Business Expo in the weeks and the months to come. Again, the uh, date for it is October 15, and it's at the Cop Galleria Center in Atlanta. Uh, we had 21 states from around the country, so uh, see if we can get it to 30-plus uh, to come. And I want to thank uh, the uh, Pro Business Channel here in the studio for giving us the opportunity for the October um, we talked about it yesterday, I think it was, and uh, we looked back, and the first one aired in March, right, Rich? Um, yeah. We were in it's March of this year, and we're now in October, and the sky's the limit. <laughs> right. Your uh, one-year anniversary before you know it. Yeah. That's right. I will bring a cake. Man, um, I just have to comment the uh, social media on Facebook, Twitter, from um, uh, Delaware and uh, to Atlanta. And around the world, it's uh, and this is just the live episode. That's correct, right? I mean, uh, the uh, the amazing thing about uh, Kids Business Radio and the social media and the Pro Business Channel is that um, these broadcasts will gain in uh, subscribership, if that's a word, uh, <laughs> and listenership and uh, audience. And uh, I mean, the power of uh, the additional follows, the additional retweets. So um, they can tune in twenty four seven. That's right. And on kidsbusinessradio.com, check out all the information. Like I said, and uh, um, and you're also probably looking and accepting sponsorships. Absolutely, yeah. For the um, yeah, we're we're accepting sponsorships for Kids Business Radio. If you're interested in reaching the community, if you want to make a difference, you know, and you want to become involved, um, shoot me an email. You can uh, send it to info at kidsbusiness expo.com or kidsbusinessradio.com and uh, my phone number actually is 404-735-5646 uh, we are on Twitter and we are on Facebook and everywhere else so thank you again for listening thank you Julie and Charest for joining me here 
Uh, and I'm sure we'll have a follow-up show in a couple of months where we will learn more the closer we get to your event. And uh, let's promote and make entrepreneurship happen. And one last thing, uh, all that contact information is also good for those folks that uh, would like to be a guest um, on an upcoming episode. Absolutely correct. As kid entrepreneurs are also folks that are um, in that space and helping Absolutely further correct. the cause. Yeah, we're right? reaching out to everybody. We always look for interesting uh, stories and interesting guests. So thank you for mentioning that, Rich. And that is pretty much it. This is the October uh, radio show, Kids Business Radio, here out of Pro Business Channel radio station in Buckhead, Atlanta. Thank you for everybody, and have a great day. Thank you again for joining Dirk Ebner and his guests on the Pro Business Channel. Use the social media links here to share today's show and stay tuned for the next episode of Kids Business Radio. Want to know the coolest thing about St. Pete Clearwater? We'll give you a hint. It's not the beach. It's Central Ave. This is St. Pete at its funkiest, foodiest, and most fun. It's where street art meets sidewalk cafes and one-of-a-kind boutiques, where everyone is welcome, even dogs, and where the coolest craft breweries meet the city's hottest nightlife. So think outside the beach. Get to know St. Pete's coolest street and experience centralave.com.